I believe Colonel Master did it in the study with a candlestick. Sorry, Death. You lose. It was Professor Plum. It said Plum. No way. You said Mustard. Can we podcast now? Very well. Just don't overlook my butt. (laughs) Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. Scanning for Bill and Ted's bogus journey. 1991. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I am your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I am joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the master interrupter of powers. Station. Oh my gosh. <laughs> also, for this discussion of the film, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, we welcome back aboard the co host of the Feeling Film Podcast and Chief Yeoman. Hey, Patch. Ex- excellent. <laughs> know what else is excellent, uh, Patch? Is that <laughs> we can no longer have you be a yeoman. What? what? Have I been demoted? Because this is your 10th time on the podcast. Which means you are our newest officer, and I believe oh my goodness. officers can't be yeoman. So you're going to have to pick a different department to be an officer of. So okay, what would you like oh. to head up? Oh, gosh. I'll have to think about that. I'll let you know by the end of the episode. Okay. Awesome. Officer of style. I get it. Officer, okay. <laughs> <laughs> officer uh, of feelings. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. The emotional yeah, officer. Just, gotcha. Just emotional officer. man. <laughs> Uh, Shameless plug. Wow. But now that you have uh, a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Sure thing. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was released July 19th of 1991. It runs an hour and 33 minutes and is rated PG. It was directed by Peter Hewitt. The lead stars are Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and William Sadler. Sadler? 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 I'd say Sadler. Sure. The music was composed by David Newman. Are you ready to play the box office game? I'm ready. Ready, chat? Here we go. All right. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was made for $20 million, about. And it earned over $38 million in the box office. So since 1978, there have been 120 movies in the comedy sequel genre. (laughs) So they're comedies that are sequels wow okay okay. i didn't realize that was a genre (laughs) so according to the money it made in the box office in the u.s alone how high do you think bill and ted's bogus journey ranks amongst the other 120 comedy sequel movies Hmm. well patch how about you go first uh 15 15 okay uh, Dale says in chat, uh, says 75. I feel like it's pretty low as well, but I'm not going to go that low. I'm going to go 60. And wow. I think those are the only guesses. So, Paul, what is the actual answer? The actual answer is 76. What? So oh, my man. man. Gosh, Dale, well done. All right. Jeez. Well, thank you for the, all those factoids, Paul, and let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind mold or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we will get to once Alice has located our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching the 
swindlers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Time. They're back. How's it going, dudes? They've changed. They're on a mission. Bill and Ted are out to destroy Bill and Ted. Catch you later, Bill and Ted! Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. So that that trailer definitely, or TV spot, definitely brings back some memories about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. But to give you some context for the things we, me, Paul, and Patch collectively remembered before our rewatch, here's our memory mind melt synopsis for this film. The future looks bright with Bill and Ted being immortalized until old guy ruins the future by sending bad robots of Bill and Ted to the past to kill them. Death sucks at party games. So death takes Bill and Ted to heaven to get the best robot builder ever, Station, to create good robot usses to defeat the bad robot usses. Finally, Bill and Ted travel through time to become an epic guitar players to become epic guitar players. Excellent. I none of that seemed incepted. That seemed all on point. So it's been a while, but no inception sound. I'm so sad. Yeah. Uh, based on those memories, though, which seem to be not flawed at all, what rating did they lead you to predict for this movie before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with Patch. I went with nostalgic on this one. Nostalgic? Okay. And just to be clear, you have seen this before, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Paul, how about you? I love the Bill and Ted uh, movies, except I predicted this movie would be tragic. Really? Okay. And you had seen it before <laughs> as well? It's like, yeah, it, it, of all the movies, this one would be tragic. <laughs> of both of them. I yeah, love all the no. Bill and Ted movies, and I <laughs> predict this one. 50, 50%, 50% of them are just bad. <laughs> wow. And for me, I actually had never seen this before. Uh, so this is I hadn't seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure before we had did for the podcast, and this I have what? also not seen it before. So I, though I sort of predicted nostalgic just because I didn't know, and I remember liking Excellent Adventure well enough to, I think I, I uh, ranked that as nostalgic, so I predicted nostalgic. So it'll be interesting to see if those predictions hold up, which would essentially amount to a disputed nostalgic rating. Uh, but I think it's actually time to talk about the things we liked most about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Let's spin up our best three. All right. And let's start with our guest, which we like to do. Give him the privilege to share one thing he liked about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Something that I really enjoyed growing up when I watched this. Something that I really enjoyed watching as I was growing up. Let me strike that reverse. It. No, uh, I think uh, it needs to be the first way. Okay. <laughs> is the good robot us's and yeah. <laughs> i loved love love their creation i love the fact that when i was a kid i remember thinking oh the good robot us's are going to look like the evil bill and ted mm-hmm. only with a different spin well no that's not the case they were makeshift parts and i didn't know that i would like them mm-hmm. until i actually saw them and i really fell in love with them and then this watch the thing that impressed me the most is that there are people in those suits that are yeah roboticizing which i think is pretty incredible mm-hmm. if you're watching them that it looks like they're animatronic 
but they're not. They're actual people. Yeah. And yeah. to do the s- certain things in sync that they do, it's just pretty fantastic. So that was a def- that was a definite highlight for me. Yeah, definitely get those people on uh, America's Got Talent ASAP. Paul, what's something? Actually, I'm gonna go off that because uh, my one of the things I liked was actually the the whole concept of the bad robot uses. I just, oh yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Like I said, I hadn't seen this movie before, and I thought that was so cool to turn these like really sweet, genuine dudes of villains head into these bad versions. Uh, and I, yeah, I just totally wasn't expecting that. And that was a robot. I first, when they, when they come into the future and those big cloaks, I thought, oh, did they like clone them or why, why are they bad? But I thought having a robot gimmick was, was cool. And how they did the effect, even though I, it was definitely a, a sort of a dated, uh, way of doing things is I love that as a practical effect. You got to see yeah. the robot heads moving. So I, yeah. I liked the, the evil Bill and Ted patch. It's yes, all about the evil, I, apparently. I love the practical effects of both the good robot uses and the bad robot uses. Mm-hmm. Was that and did that make one of your likes? In fact, not at all. But. Oh. <laughs> so that was what? one of his dislikes. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> I liked everything uh, except nothing. Hey, that's my line, Patch. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think it originated on one of our shows. Though. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, I liked. I, I agree with everything you said except nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a but one of the thing. things that I really liked was them using the old Star Trek footage of uh, the rocky area. And then they went there and shot at that same place. The Star Trek episode is from yes. Are- the show titled Arena. And then they went back. And um, also, there's another Star Trek little Easter egg because in the future in that art class area, that school Mm -hmm. is also the Starfleet Academy. That, that place was used to film in next generation. And I think in Voyager. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but you know where the best Starfleet Academy is, Paul? Well, of course. Cal state Northridge. Oh yeah. The library. The library. Yes. (laughs) So that's where me and Paul went to college. So, Oh, okay. That's why it's the best. That Academy. That Academy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With no stars and no fleets, just academy. <laughs> no, it was used as the Starfleet Academy in this in the JJ Abrams. Oh, I didn't Star Trek know movies. that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, well that then I would agree. That's the greatest Starfleet Academy ever. Thank you. See, see so it's unanimous. We can I think we can be done with the podcast then, guys. We've All established. Right. Have, just... have, a, have a good night, everyone. <laughs> it's been it's been wonderful. <laughs> Me and Paul's college experience aside, let's uh, go back to the things we liked about this film. Uh, Patch, why don't you give us another one of the things you liked? I would say that the the competition montage is something that's always been memorable to me between Death and oh, Bill yeah. and Ted to get out of hell yeah. or yeah. get basically by their by their lives back. Sure, I I will I will say this is a little inside baseball. If you guys are I don't know if you guys saw my short film, the long for tongs that we did a couple of years ago for the 48 hour film project, Mm -hmm. but the, the training montage used for that, that we put in there was inspired by the bogus journey scene of just the absurdity of it wasn't, I mean, obviously this wasn't a training montage, but I wanted to have that kind of absurdity because I thought that's pretty phenomenally funny to you're bargaining for your life by playing battleship, by playing twister, (laughs) Uh, by playing, uh, was it uh, electric, electrical? Oh, was like it? football or something? Some football yeah, game? Yeah, I forget what it's called. Yeah. Um, 
maybe somebody in the chat would know. But I, I always remember that that's one of the things that I will always remember about Bogus Journey is that sequence. And so when I was coming up with a training montage, I thought, hey, this would be kind of fun. Let's try this in that same kind of vein. So mm. kudos to the movie for staying with me enough to give me some inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So it's a very inspiring movie. Paul, I'd like cool. to go back to something else you liked. Anything inspirational that came to mind for you? I really enjoyed the plot. The idea of taking Bill and Ted and sending the killing them off, sending them to hell, and then having them go to heaven and come back to defeat what killed them in the first place. Just that concept, mm-hmm. I'm sold. That really? is amazing. I love that idea. You love that idea so much that you predicted it as a tragic. Interesting. Interesting. Because I've seen it before. Oh, did you? Is, <laughs> so I'm saying I like the plot idea. Okay. But we'll see how it turns out. All right. Fair enough. Uh, for me, it didn't have to do with the plot so much. The other thing I liked before we get to our classic makers. Uh, but I... I really, and this sort of speaks to what you were saying before, Paul, the practical effects. Just, I liked how they were able to costume and uh, put makeup on Bill and Ted when they're dead and just oh, yeah. totally like desaturate them. It's nothing like fancy or uh, flashy. It's very, it's just very Except when muted. You walk them. Okay. Very that, wet. that Sorry. part was weird. <laughs> Uh, don't okay i didn't didn't make a dislike but it was weird that the girlfriends walk through them but then the robot uh, the bad they got robot out of the way because yeah. it felt too weird oh i don't buy it no they just didn't they cheaped out on the effect is what happened i bet you anything anyway regardless just having them they weren't trying to do anything super flashy with them looking dead i thought really helped sell them being dead and they could just act. They, they didn't have to worry about anything else. I just really appreciated that. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you like that. But what did we like the most patch? What's the thing you loved about Bill and Ted's bogus journey? <laughs> this may tip my hand as far as my rating. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say the end credits. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they are fun to watch. I mean, That's- the, the montage, yes. Wait, there's a montage in the end credits? It's not a montage. It's a series of highlights of what happens to Bill and Ted. And the magazine covers. Well, it's it's essentially telling what happened to Bill, Ted, oh. and death in the coming years. Oh, okay. And yes, yes, yes. Okay. What, what makes me laugh is that every little snippet that you get of these stills from magazines or album covers is that they're their fame just gets exponentially greater. Like it's yeah. just ridiculous. Like at some point they're playing Mars, yes. which is pretty phenomenal. Um, the fact that within two minutes of credits, death leaves the band, forms his own solo album with his cello and then comes back. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and I just, I find that amusing because we, Aaron and I were talking about the short film by Colin Trevorrow. Who's Aaron? That's, Who's this Aaron you're talking about? I'm sorry. Aaron White, co-host of the Feelin' Film podcast, feelinfilm.com if you're not, in, you know, anyway. Oh, that the, Aaron. The one yes. that Aaron. guy that's jealous of The quote, rank real here. yeoman. Yeah. <laughs> the one that does not like the fact that I am a higher ranking than him because he's a, he's a former actual Navy guy. <laughs> we love um, you, Aaron. Just being sad. Yeah. <laughs> he was... He and I were talking about the Colin Trevorrow short film, Battle at Big Rock, that was kind of a precursor to what we'll 
soon be Jurassic World 3. Okay. And and we hinted at the fact that, no spoilers here, the end credits and what they show during the end credits are more interesting than the actual short film itself. Oh. Wow. And, and, and this kind of, again, tipping my hand a little bit, this is how I, I kind of felt the end credits gave me a lot more fun insight into the, the world of Bill and Ted after this story. Mm-hmm. And it made me laugh. It's fun to watch. And I think it was, I don't know if that there were a lot of movies around that were doing that during mm-hmm. their end credits was showing besides biopics. We're like, here's where so-and-so is now. But yeah, yeah, it was, I, I, I like the fact that I think overall that everything was sort of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I, the end credits and the montage obviously were a couple of great examples of that. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to know? see. Oh, go ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna say I'd love to see how they match up with this third one if yeah. they try to make some of those beats that happened in that yeah. ending montage line up. That'd be great if they did. Okay, let's answer that first because I've read up on it and they said that's one of the hardest things that they had to do oh, was really? try to match that. And they said some of it they just like just threw it away. Just like, <laughs> because yeah. It, completely impossible to go you know, retcon a bunch of stuff oh yeah. bill and ted they didn't yeah. have girlfriends they didn't <laughs> death was not part of their world it was a different timeline yo and actually those end credits the the creators of bill and ted and the writers of the screenplay of this had no idea that that was coming so the people that put this together the the post-production people put that montage at the end oh, and they're like, what is this? <laughs> You've just created a, a four story, not a backstory, but a <laughs> story of, of these, of these two guys and death. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, now let's go to Paul's classic maker. What did you love the most? The thing I love the most about Bill and Ted's bogus journey is the character of death himself yeah he's pretty good by william sadler Mm. i mean it i he brought a lot of humor and unexpected humor Mm -hmm. and the way he played them it was just uh magical and and the fact that he's coming back in the third one is is yes yes my favorite thing about (laughs) about the third one so far yeah yeah he's a great straight man do you guys want to hear what I hope they do? I mean, I haven't read anything about like what they're going to do with the third one. Do you want to hear my like my my hopes and dreams for what they do with number three? Okay. Is Francisco going to do his own? Was it Francisco's fabulous fan fiction? It's fabulous. Yes, yes it yeah. is. Okay, here we but go. It's not about this movie. It's about the third movie. So I really, really, truly hope that the phone booth all of a sudden starts going into other dimensions and we see speed keanu we see replacements keanu we see matrix <laughs> keanu we see uh john wick keanu and they all like come to help bill and ted i would i would okay, totally you just support ruined that. bill and ted three because there's no way it could live up to that <laughs> oh my gosh that would be incredible how many i would from a research perspective i would love to see how many studios that touches yeah. That Keanu, because you'd have to get all their buy-in to get the to get that kind of uh, IP. Uh, yeah. Keanu is like high high up on the uh, I don't know what you call it, but he he's he's in the he's, like can do no wrong right now. So I think he can. He's have having some a clout. He's he's having a Keanu sense. <laughs> yeah, he and Shia LaBeouf. I mean, probably him more, much more so than Shia. But it's it's crazy. I'm I'm just yeah. 
<laughs> so he should cash in all his influence exactly. now. Yes. Yes. Now. Make this happen. Now. Exactly. One in every one in every fourth film has Keanu Reeves in it. That's it's like it's gonna be six degrees of Keanu instead of six degrees of bacon. It will be five. Watch. Degrees. It'll be five. Yeah, it'll be that bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so that's excellent. Uh, exactly. So that's that's my my hopes and dreams. Yes, it probably won't be that, but regardless. That's not my classic maker, though, for this film. It, my classic maker is pretty much you guys already said it. But I just, I loved that concept of them playing board games with yeah. death to win. I yeah. just, I, I wasn't expecting that. And I thought that was so humorous, especially that went on. I mean, just the battleship alone was funny. But that it just kept going. <laughs> I thought it was so great. You have sunk my battleship. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, though... That makes for all our classic makers. But ah, you know what? There is one more thing I like, guys. Helix Reviews. David Arrington is the host of the Helix Reviews podcast. In every episode, he breaks down what he does and doesn't like about the movies, video games, or comics he's reviewing, and also discusses the themes, messages, and ideas they portray. You can find Helix Reviews on your favorite podcast catcher or at helixreviews.blogspot.com. Uh, that's great, Francisco. Uh, but what does that have to do with uh, Bill and Ted's focus journey? Absolutely nothing, which is what you are about to become. No, not really anything, but they're part of the Christian Geek Central Network, so why I give them a bit of a shout out. But you, I assume you want a bit more. With Bill and Ted? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. He looks refuses. Oh, but yeah. let's go ahead and uh, go into some, how about some trivia about Bill and Ted? Paul, would you prefer All that? Right, that's. Yes, that sounds better. All right. So I don't know if you guys realize this, but uh, Bill and Ted in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, uh, they play a game. They play a game with death to win back their lives. We just discussed this. And that's actually a reference, though, to the classic Igmar Bergman film, The Seventh Seal from 1957, in which a knight plays chess with death for his life. I don't know. Have either of you seen that film? I haven't. I don't think so. I, I no, know I of it. Like I can see stills in my head from like, you know, AFI top five, top 100 uh, movies or whatever, you know, that they used to show back in the day. Sounds boring. <laughs> but it made me think if you had to pick a game, one game mm -hmm. to play against the Grim Reaper for your life, which game would you pick to play? Super Mario World. Super Mario World? How'd you... It's not like a competitive game, though, Paul. Like, who yeah, gets there all right, faster? All right, I would speed run the first Super Mario Brothers. Oh, NES. oh, really? So whoever gets the faster time? Yeah, to save the princess, yeah. Okay, wow, that's nice. Let's see, uh, Man of War says, a fiddle game. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's this? What song is that? Someone went down to Georgia, right? Devil went down to Georgia, yeah. yeah okay. That's yeah. yeah, it's perfect. Nice. <laughs> uh, how about you, Patch? What game would you play? Uh, probably exploding kittens. <laughs> is that that's a card game, right? It is a card game. Okay. It's a really fun card game. Oh, okay, I've never played it. I've heard of it, but I've never played it. I've easy to win, easy it. to lose. I would take. If it's uh, easy I, to lose, why would you pick it? I'm saying it would be easy for others to lose. I'd be oh. I'd be already versed in it. I've got I've got some exploding kittens background. I don't think Death would have a have much history with that because he's interested in taking people's lives, not yeah. Exactly. Good point. Excellent point. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, for me, 
<laughs> I would probably pick any of the Street Fighter 2 flavors, like Super Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which, whichever. I pick one of those, go with my man Ken, and Hadouken Death in the book. In the, oh. Whoa. In the, <laughs> what? In the bald head. head in the bald head. <laughs> of oh, okay. course. Wait a minute. So who would he be? Would he be? Would he be Gand? Uh, not Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, that God. Street Fighter character Gandalf. No, <laughs> he could be whoever you he wants. shall not win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Death would be. Uh, maybe he would be. Uh, probably. I mean, if it's the Street Fighter Empire? Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, it'd probably be Akuma because he's sort of the Death oh, guy. Yeah. But I don't know other than that. Well, if he's sticking with the bald head, though, wouldn't he be Dawson? Oh Maybe. yeah, I guess he could be Dawson. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking Gandalf. I was thinking Gandhi, and <laughs> <laughs> that's where my brain was going. It was somewhere in the vicinity of the G of the G. Wow. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of Lord of the Rings at all. It just came to mind. <laughs> nice. And Dale says he would play Operation. Nice. Yeah. Good pick. Okay. Good pick. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't pick something simple like tic tac toe, but I'm just scared. Like I would, yeah, mess up. exactly. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't go middle or something. I, yeah, it's weird because every time I challenge Death to a game, he says, "No, how about we play Global Thermonuclear War?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever play against the Whopper. Exactly, <laughs> with or without cheese. Oh my gosh! Like I that joke, it. like that joke right there. Like, yeah, I, I would challenge him. I would challenge Death to a pun battle, and I would win. <laughs> I believe. It. I don't know. No, you unless, should. You should challenge unless him. Unless death were French- Francisco, and yeah. then I would lose. No. <laughs> you Completely. should challenge death to a Christopher Walken impression contest. Oh, I got it. Yeah, then Could you totally would do win. that. Or uh, as of late, probably to a Hank Hill impression contest. That's oh. the one that's really getting getting people's goat at work. I'm like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> dang it, death! Why do you want to come around and play these stupid games when? Me and Bobby play these all the time. There you go. Well, speaking of games, we actually were done with the trivia for uh, Bill and Ted for us. Great trivia, Francisco. And I have the answer to our last audience question. Actually, every episode we play an audience question game. Mm -hmm. So uh, last episode was what was the first movie we reviewed that featured an alien? And we had three responses with the correct answer. And the answer being Superman 3, because obviously Superman, Kal-El, is an alien. Aha, if you, I know that's sort of a trickaroo question, uh, but we had three uh, correct responses. So we're going to spin the wheel of morality here to see who wins. The winner is David. So I'll be contacting you, David. And uh, what does he win, Paul? He wins an alien visit. From Superman 3. No, no I don't know what he, he wins a free subscription to our oh. Twitch uh, channel for a month. So that unlocks emotes. That gives you access to the bonus content from the podcast for a month. So you get that. So congratulations. Oh, and I'll be. <laughs> yes, it is. Excellent. So I'll be contacting you, David. And thanks for sending uh, your answer in. And uh, what is uh, the trivia for this time, Paul? Including the movie we are covering right now, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, how many movies with Keanu Reeves in them have we covered on the Retro Rewind podcast? 
Yeah, so send your answers for that question to trivia at retrorewindpodcast.com by the time we record the next episode, which gives you usually a weekend, a couple days. During Sci-Frights, though, you got like probably more like two weeks. Uh, but yeah, send it in by the next time. <clears throat> uh, and we'll roll again. We'll do another Wheel of Morality for all the correct answers. But now that we have all had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. LJ Lowry says, definitely the opposite of bogus. <laughs> Michael Withers says, put them in the Iron Maiden. Excellent. Execute them. Bogus. Uh, don't fear the Reaper. So that's both excellent adventure and bogus journey there. The Dapper Man says, no, nothing. Zilch. Nien. Nada. Nil. Hindi. Nit. Nyapa. Never saw it. Oh, and uh, Dale here is in chat. And if you'd like to watch these live, uh, Follow us on twitch.tv slash virtual pod. Paul will repeat that later on in the show. But uh, you can, we do live recordings of the podcast there. Anyway, Dale is live in chat and he asks, Did any of you ever see the animated series? If so, did you enjoy it more than this movie um, that we're reviewing at Bogus Journey? So I never saw, I didn't realize there was an animated uh, series until I was looking through the IMDb. How about Patrick or Paul? I think it's once is it one season, but I believe I, so. Yeah, I, I love the fact that Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves came back and voiced yes. the characters for this show. I've only seen the first episode, mm-hmm. and I thought it was fine. I thought it was a decent episode. Um, uh, just I'd like to see others just to see how they they treat it. Mm-hmm. But um, did I like it better than this movie? There are things that there are moments in this movie that I like better than the animated series, or at least that episode that I saw. Mm-hmm. But overall, maybe hmm. I don't. It's kind of. Eh. Okay. And Patch, did you ever see the animated series? I never saw the series. I remember it, but never watched the episodes. But if I'm thinking kind of retrospectively i would think that a series like that would work because of the absurdity mm-hmm. that yeah. would work in a cartoon format absolutely yeah, yeah. it would I'll, i remember the do you remember the commercial they used the animated series for the commercial for the cereal they had it <laughs> oh really i do remember yeah. that yeah yeah i have no recollection but cool so thanks for asking that dale then uh dirty steve 40 says I love the part where they build stuff inside the home improvement store. After seeing it, I tried the same thing. The next trip we took to Lowe's, my parents let me get some random parts of plumbing and electrical stuff. Needless to say, I built something that resembled what they built in the movie. By the way, I need to see pictures of that because that's amazing. You're able to do that as a kid. Uh, But he, he asks us, have you ever built a prop after watching a movie? Oh, yeah. Um, I got uh, like a broomstick, a broken part. The broom part was handled. I got a stick and used it like a bow staff after watching Ninja Turtles. Oh, nice. Okay, cool, cool, cool. How about you, Patch? Um, I want to say that was probably the closest that I came to it, except I found versions of a samurai sword at like a like a rummage sale or something and oh. did that because I was a Leo fan. Oh, so I- <laughs> So I guess that's that's cheating because I didn't actually use something from around the house. I used my money and my parents' influence to get samurai-esque swords. <laughs> that's fine. Bill and Ted used God, so that, that's that's true. right. That's Why not? True. Uh, for me, and I I, don't, I forget if I've told this story before, but I uh, after watching Back to the Future, I took a bunch of wires and remote controls and tried feeding them into 
my brother's uh like is like a little tykes car is 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 a yellow like car that you pedaled and you steered with these handles on the side big i forget wheel. was it, no what, i don't think it's big wheels it wasn't motorized you had to pedal it yeah big wheel okay and then fine no it, but it's it like a car it wasn't the tri tricycle oh, big wheel it tri- okay. no it was like four wheels oh wow anyway it was a peddler yeah yeah and so i i ended up breaking it <laughs> so Sorry about what? that. Yeah, I ended up breaking his car because I was trying to turn We're it into a time machine. Many wires to break one <laughs> of those things. I remember that I I did this and then it broke. Maybe I had nothing to do with it, but that's the secret of sequence of events I recall. Wow. So, sorry about All that, right. Kodak, if you're listening to this. <sighs> uh, but so that's a great answer. Thanks for an- asking that, uh, Jerry C forty. Uh, and that, but my. My brother breaking me breaking my brother's uh, car kind of leads us into the broken parts of this film. Let's talk about the things we disliked most about Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Let's spin up our was three. Indeed. So let's start with our guest patch. Once again, what's something you disliked? I would skip over as a kid and consequently skipped over this time around. What? Was you the- had to watch the whole thing. <laughs> It was the end credits. <laughs> it's, it's not the end credits. <laughs> it's definitely not those. It was the, I guess the nightmare worst nightmare sequences with the Easter Bunny and the the, it, the grandma. The grandma, yeah. I mean, and it wasn't because they scared me. It was just because there was some. Granted, the movie's ludicrous, <laughs> but I think they just there's a point you get to when they're just not funny. And they weren't funny to me. They weren't. They weren't supposed to be funny. They're supposed to be scary as H E double no, no, creepy. Yeah. So yeah. kudos to being creepy. But there's a sense of humor that's supposed to be there. I would imagine, and none of that came about to me. It, it it got to the point of being kind of annoying. So I was like, okay, I know they end up back with death. So I'm gonna get back to death. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't enjoy Alex Winter playing his grandma? No. Not at all. Wait, That's he weird. played his grandma? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. That's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. That oh makeup my, job was a good job. Oh my gosh, yeah, the hairs on her face yeah. and the yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, she looks so hideous, yeah. but I thought that was so well done. Oh my gosh. Oh Bad. gosh. Bad. I I thought that was re- that whole sequence was really well done. That makes me sad that you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it, Patch, but all right. That's fair. Uh maybe I can make you sad with the thing I didn't like. Which okay. was those future costumes were so goofy. Oh my god! <laughs> so goofy. That's exactly my what the one that I have listed as my number three. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I was just like seriously. I mean, Back to the Future Two had some sort of out there costumes yeah. for the future, but it was fine. I thought it was like oh, okay, that's it's multicolored jumpsuits. These are the massive foam boots and the yeah. big shoulder uh, and uh, yeah. just too much you're just like they're so puffy and then they're like bright neon they look like they're making a nick jr episode (laughs) this is this is like the writers had a robitussin party and said let's see what we can do in the next hour (laughs) while we're having some fun here guys (laughs) i thought it was cheesy in the first movie when they went to the future and they were all like all wearing like silver like robes and stuff but i thought it was way better done than this yeah it's it just was not 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 good. So um, I agree but, with you there. 
Okay. So, and so that was your number three as well. You said, yeah. well, well, what was your number two, Paul? Station. Wait, you- I, th- <laughs> I thought, it, first of all, I thought it was, I don't know which I liked worse. The, the redundant use of the word station, which would people, I think, I think I get it. Okay. It's, you want to use something gimmicky and the, and people will hopefully catch on. Well, it didn't. And it was kind of weird. And then you have these weird aliens. I get it. It's kind of goofy. It actually makes it kind of fun. And I usually like aliens in movies, but, um, I was talking with my brother earlier and I've heard this, uh, critique about it that mm-hmm. if they, they said instead of using an alien, if they used somebody real and human, it would have helped ground the movie a little more. Oh yeah. And I can't disagree with that. Like, okay. I think it, Tesla or someone, someone like that. I think that would have been really good. Yeah, or someone from the future that has <laughs> oh, already sure. died, or I don't know how they want to work it, but I, it would have made Doc it a Brown, little yes, more, exactly. it would have made it a little less silly and over the top. Now, mm-hmm. I understand Bill and Ted are silly and a little bit over the top, but then they just went even more. So, mm-hmm. with, and But the, I, I do like the practical effects they use. Yeah, yeah, it's puppeted well, yeah. Yeah, and you know, for what they tried to do, I think they did a good, uh, a, a decent job at it. Mm-hmm. But I think it could have been done better. Gotcha. Patch, what's something else you didn't like? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll come out to about thirty thousand feet from that comment and say <laughs> the, the dialogue as a whole was very annoying to me. And again, this this is one of those movies where as a kid I thought one thing and as an adult I'm now thinking something else. Oh, okay. But the repetitiveness of words like station, it reminds me quite a bit of Clueless when one of the characters is trying to get the word fetch to catch on. <laughs> and it works for me and I that sticks with me because I'll say, oh, that's so fetch, you know, sarcastically, <laughs> but it wasn't overused. And the thing about station is that it was a person and it was also a catchphrase and it was used by not only the quote good guys, but the bad guys. And it, as an, as the example, it didn't make sense to me, but the, the script itself felt very cheap. It was like, okay, here's what worked from the first movie mm-hmm. writing wise. Let's just amp this up to 11 because that's exactly what people want to hear. They want to hear the word excellent done about 50 times. They want to, <laughs> they want to see the air guitar done by multiple people, by the way, they weren't done by Bill and Ted, uh, the evil robot us is the good robot us is station death. I mean, who else is there? Right. And I think that when you have a movie like this, um, dialogue for me matters, even Mm -hmm. if the, if the plot itself is kind of dumb because Wayne's world is that way where Wayne's world has a lot of absurdity to it. Yeah, but there are a number of memorable lines because it's a well-written movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey just feels like a seventh-grade attempt at writing. So you would say the dialogue was heinous, I guess. But I would say it's bogus if you want to just get more on the nose. The dialogue was bogus. But Man of War here in the chat says the dialogue was totally non, 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 non heinous. That's right. <laughs> So well, man of war and I can disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't even have to agree to disagree. We can just straight up disagree. <laughs> That's fair. Because it's not it's memorable to an annoyance, not to a not to a benefit. Like if I 
if I am quoting Wayne's World, I'm quite I'm quoting it with a smile on my face. If I'm quoting Bogus Journey, I'm like, yeah, because I heard the word station too many times, and that's the thing that stands out to me. So speaking of sp- station, guys, here's something that doesn't make sense. Why do the bad robots in the beginning say station? That's what I'm talking about. Because what, what is its point? Ahab station has an influence on the future society. At some point, at some point between now and the future, on the the history of the the world, so much that it affects everybody in the future. All right, just well, ask the princesses, <laughs> who are totally different actors this time around. They are. Oh yeah. man. Okay. I, I don't remember Excellent Adventure to pick up on that, but that's sad. Most people don't know that, but yeah. Okay. Uh, something else, one more thing I didn't like before we get to our Tragic Makers, is I thought all of the non-real sets, like when they're in the real world, when they're at the, where did you say Star Trek was filmed, Paul? Those, that outdoor rock garden, not rock garden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that or the um, just general like apartments or just just real things that we're all used to that we've all seen in the real world. When it when the when they use that as their set, I think it looks great. When they try to make things in heaven or hell, I think it looks re- that it starts to look really cheap. Especially, like it looks like they're on a stage or like in yeah, a play. It, yes, exactly. That's a great yeah. way of putting it. Yes, it looks like they're on a, in a play. So I just. I, I was frustrated by that because I, I wish they'd pick one style, I guess, in that regard. Either have it all look like a play or none of it. All of it look real. But you, you had you had 20 million. Let's let's see a bit of that. I'm sure we did with some of the other things. But regardless, what's our track makers for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? The things we hated most about this film. Uh, and you guys pretty much stole my thunder. Station is the silliest, dumbest thing. Oh my gosh, he was so annoying. And him, why have him be two and then fuse into one? If he's making two ro- robots, it makes sense for him to stay as two and build them even faster. It made no sense to me. And did you notice when Station became one, he had the same voice as uh, Satan below? This big deep voice, and also the same. <laughs> voice as lots of the like Saturday morning cartoons because it's Frank Welker's voice. Yeah. So I'm like, I know that voice. I think that's like uh he's, he's in it, every movie we review all Megatron, right? Isn't Frank Welker Megatron? I think so. Yeah, that sounds and right. Soundwave, yeah. Anyway, regardless, yeah, every that's <laughs> every animated movie he's pretty much in. Him and Pierre Cullen. Anyway, so that's the thing I really disliked. I really dislike Station. Uh Patch, was it the opening credits? Was that your tragic maker for this film? Well, <laughs> I mean, you could say it included the opening credits. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I would say the, the, this is a general, this, this is kind of a cheapy, but a cheap shot, but the overall plot felt just the word cheap keeps coming to mind. Oh, it's one of my likes. I know it is. And when you said that, I was like, Paul and I are probably not going to be friends for at least five minutes after this. <laughs> but, I think Bogus Journey to me is one of those sequels that didn't need to happen. And I remember a quote from either the director of the first movie who didn't come back for the second because he went on record as saying, I made a movie that was a parody and this would have felt like a parody of a parody. Mm. And 
when I watch Bogus Journey, there are moments that I remember and enjoy as my my likes and classic maker have identified. But it feels a lot like the Garbage Pail Kids movie. It feels a lot like mm-hmm. those those movies that you would see go direct to video that have a low budget. They use kind of recycled elements, either sets or costumes or dialogue. And this felt very much like a recycled thing, but not mm. in the way of like, let's keep the world green. Let's <laughs> really more like I we don't really know what to do with these characters, but they made a lot of money. So let's throw something in here. And I, and I feel like Bogus Journey as a whole, um, I mean, the, I guess the plot itself was fine. I think just the, the execution, the execution wasn't there. Yeah. Um, I think especially those sets, the, the time travel was kind of cool, mm-hmm. but like there was a. And I think with everything, you could think, well, it's so stupid, it's funny, kind of like um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Um, but you can... <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> the face. <laughs> but what, I, what I'm learning is that when you write comedy, you have to be very careful about being overly absurd. And I felt like, in a lot of ways, Bogus Journey failed at doing what Excellent Adventure did, which is maintain a comedic sense of timing and keeping it smart, but also recognizing some of the stupidity in a positive way. I can have a long conversation about this, but overall I just, I walked away feeling like, yeah, this is not one that I'm going to revisit if I, if I can't help it. Okay. So sort of in summary, like Dale in chat says it wasn't as fun as the original then. Right. It felt very much um, like a, like a, not even a repeat, but more of like a carbon copy, mm-hmm. but just with different characters. Left. Yeah, like if I were to take a, a nice photo and try to put it through a Xerox machine, mm-hmm. you're going to get streaks, you're going to get ink and all this stuff. It's not going to look as good, but it's going to try to mimic the original. And I just felt like it didn't execute like it should have or like it needed to. Sounds like you're not using a good Xerox machine. Uh, Paul, what is your tragic Probably not. <laughs> that actually flows right into my tragic maker. Oh, okay, perfect. And- that is the different tone. And that's based on, uh, again, different directors because the director of the first movie kept telling the actors, Keanu and Alex, mm-hmm. to uh, play it more lighthearted but innocent, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, Labrador Retrievers that are just kind of puppy. Like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. let's just go out and have fun. And so it was a lighter tone. And this, you know, having a different director uh didn't go with that tone it was it's everything it's not at it's just what patrick was saying it it's not as uh fun okay as the first one all right who's patrick that's you patch the the shoeless (laughs) that's your alias my alias yes evil robot patrick exactly yes (laughs) (laughs) patrick but uh, now that we've uh, you know entered all our targeting information into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey a classic? We'd recommend anyone would go out, should go out and see this film, whether or not you've seen it before. Do we? Uh, rate it nostalgic it's worth revisiting rewatching if you have seen it before and enjoyed it and you know it's not you're not going to waste your time to go back to it uh but if you haven't seen it before it's probably not worth your time 
or a tragic it's not worth your time regardless of whether you remember it fondly or you've never seen it just stay far away from this film so let's start with our guest patch how do you rate bill and ted's bogus journey what oh oh a, a classic really oh that's so odd I, it was... <laughs> <laughs> No, go ahead. How how'd you rate it? Well, if it's not obvious by now, I'm going to go ahead and say tragic. Oh, my wow. goodness. You went from nostalgic to, to tragic. Definitely tragic. Wow. I, don't, I think I've only done that once before, and that was on the Jungle Book. <laughs> that makes sense. That checks out. And that ch- <laughs> I mean, what does that mean? What does that mean? I have a cold heart. I have a no, heart of stone. No, it checks out that you would have said tragic for the Jungle Book, because that's such a tragic movie. <laughs> This Both is true. are wrong, but let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, back to Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Paul, what did you? How did you rate it? Um, there are many. Um, I should say there are some good, memorable moments, like them falling through the ground. At least for me, you know. <laughs> and then playing twenty questions along the way. Yeah, that was cute. There are some moments that I definitely enjoy, and actually, some people you ask, you like, okay, which is your favorite? There are some people that enjoy this movie better patch than the first movie. If you ask Alex Winter, who plays Bill, Uh this is his favorite between the two. Oh, wow. Okay. But this is definitely not mine either. I totally rated a tragic as well. Whoa. Wow. I mean, I know people that like it and that's great. And I'll even revisit it sometimes only because I'm in that bill. Cause I love the bill and Ted movies. Yeah. yeah. But the whole (laughs) franchise, all both. Yeah. Or all three, I guess, when it comes up to the third, when the third yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. But I generally stay away from this one because of the reasons why I say. Hmm. Okay. You know, what? I I guess I'm just I was just feeling generous towards it because I I you know I I thought it was for what it wow. was. Wow. No, I I rated it nostalgic for what it okay. was. I thought I could see people who have seen this before wanting to go back and revisit it. I thought yeah. a lot of the elements did work. There, the the ones the things that didn't were kind of minor, except for Station. Station was a big, glaring, don't do that. That's just, do not do that. But Station was only in, like, the last, I don't know, three quarters of the film. Not even the last half, the last three quarters. The last three quarters? I mean, the last last quarter. (laughs) It was the last 90% of the movie. Bite me, Patch. Misspoke. Oh, my gosh. He wasn't in three quarters of it, is what I was trying to get across. Anyway, but according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Bill and Ted's bogus journey a big bogus, uh, i.e. a big tragic, a disputed tragic movie. So I recommend no one go and see this, whether or not you've seen it before. Check out uh, Excellent Adventure or uh, I I guess, though, guys, would you say you have to see this if you want to go, if you're interested in seeing Face the Music? I don't know. We haven't seen the third one. But I know I know several people that have said they want to see the bogus one, like my wife, who's never seen seen it. She wants to see it just to prepare for the third one. Okay, so I guess it depends on how much of a completionist you are. Yeah, yeah, because the second one, you didn't have to have a working knowledge of the first one to really enjoy the second one. Oh, I did. I totally did. I went. The, one, the two carryovers were Bill and Ted. Well, okay, three. Bill Rufus. Well, four. If you're gonna say Bill Ted, Bill and Ted, their girlfriends, yes, and then Rufus. and then Rufus. Five. And the guitars. Yeah, wild guitars. Stallions. Yeah, Wild Stallions. Okay, so you got to watch <laughs> Excellent Adventure. <laughs> bad dialogue. Okay, we're at the fifth. <laughs> but no, Oh, my God. 
That'll be a new thing we do. <laughs> well, it's better than the other thing. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Cocaine party. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to our own time, good old 20XX. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Well, it feels good to be back, uh, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1991 to begin with if it weren't for our our amazing reflux capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry. Whoa, Patrick Hicks, you're here now. Uh, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Film Film Podcast, Pierre Panda, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, James Kennison, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua Burnham, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronenbitter, and Logan Sharp, in addition to three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how. And while we're thinking of our supporters, we also want to give a big, bodacious hug to our subscribers on Twitch, which is another way to send us a couple bucks a month. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can totally possess Amazon, the website. (laughs) (laughs) And subscribe for free. (laughs) Uh, You can subscribe at Twitch for free. If you're an Amazon Amazon Prime member, you can find out exactly how by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Twitch Prime. And there's a video there. We can show you how to easily do that. Exactly. And... uh... But hey, let's keep the gratitude train going now because we love hearing from you, be it our iTunes reviews, comments on our website, or through our contact form. And here's what uh, one of you had to say recently. Squirrel. Apparently there's a squirrel on the internet, and it gave <laughs> us five stars on uh, Podchaser and a review which read, Fun Trip Down Memory Lane, or A Guided Trip Into the Past. Great breakdown of movies from the past. So thank you for everyone for reaching out to us indeed retro rewind podcast.com slash 184 is the place to find timestamps for this episode links to contact us and links for voting on the movies you want us to review but there's but that's not the only place you can reach us paul where else can people find the show and also yourself you can free you can why am i you can feel free to talk to us and share anything you like or find funny that is 15 years or older on our social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can join our Discord server by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. Also, as I've mentioned, we are on Twitch. You can watch and chat with us live, as some fine people are doing right now, mm-hmm. as we record this podcast. We also play retro video games, create pixel art. You can follow us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod in addition you can also go to our subreddit which is slash r slash retro rewind pod to nominate and vote on our next upcoming movies and if you want to find me paul j powers you can go to pauljpowers.com so stop by there and say hi thank you paul for being a most excellent friend and co-host i likewise <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Patch. I'm sorry, I'm using excellence so much. So sorry to offend your sensibilities of too much repeated dialogue in this podcast. I'm truly hey. not truly sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. <laughs> what happened? I, I just stopped. 
Uh, I don't know where to pick. Should I pick? No, no. I, I'm going to continue. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I so appreciate getting to do this show with you, Paul. So thank you so much. Yes, and I'm also grateful to Station for joining us this time for <laughs> and oh, Patch, yes. especially for uh, yeah <laughs> for taking time to discuss Bill and Ted's bogus journey with us. So Patrick slash Patch slash Hicks or whatever you want to slash us. Uh, please tell us how people can find you online and if there's anything you'd like to promote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook and Twitter at Shoeless Patch if you want to dialogue with me. And as you guys mentioned, I co-host a podcast of my own called Feelin' Film. It's a podcast where we talk about uh, movies today and in the past, and we look at them from an emotional standpoint rather than a technical one. Uh, you can find out more about the show by visiting feelinfilm.com or by following us at Feelin' Film on Twitter. Awesome. Thank you so much, Patch, for being a part of this show. But that's not all. Mostly, I appreciate you. Yes, you listening to us right now, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're part of our Rewinder community. Thanks for spending time with us, and we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX. And you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you. If, if you like the pixel art that you see on our show for our like covers and on the website, I do all that. So if you'd like Whoa. your own pixel art illustrations done, you can uh, hire me to do those via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. So it's like a filter, like a Francisco filter. <laughs> you get it. Sure, we'll go with that. All right. And finally, we are proud to be part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at CGC or our website, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for James Cameron's Aliens on our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Station.